Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this episode intro to bring you breaking news. Rad Dupre, the regular intro guy, will not be doing this intro due to a severe case of the baby blues. That was his joke, not mine, I apologize. That makes baby number three for the Dupre's. Sorry to all you, we must depopulate the world to save the world, weirdos. Deal with it. Bubba's at it again, folks. Trying to connect with today's youth. Somebody please tell this guy he's not cool enough to pull that off anymore. Today's guest, Caden Barons, is a 20-year-old double major student athlete at Wartburg College, a school that actually wanted him to play football there. Sorry, Bubba. No scholarship for you. Other than going to the same church, I'm not sure why he thinks they have anything in common. This kid even dates a foreign exchange student from Spain. In your dreams, Bubba. They both did rock the number 40 jersey during their high school football days, but we all know Bubba was more built for show Caden could actually go. But if there's one thing that puts them on the same level, it's the damage they can do to a pizza ranch buffet. Here's your host, Bubba Seaman. What is up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode Do I have a special guest in the studio today? Well, I say studio, but it's my basement. You guys all know that. But before we get to this special guest, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. What do you think about the youth of America today? How do they make you feel? Do they make you feel nervous? Do they make you feel scared? Are you really freaking out? Do you think we're doomed because you have no faith in the upcoming generation? I hope not. But I do hear that sometimes. I hear people say, oh, we're hopeless. Man, I'll tell you what, if there's, if your heart's beating and there's air in your lungs, you're never hopeless. You still got a chance. So, But today's guest gives us hope for another reason. He's one of the best and brightest of America's youth today, unless he's got me completely fooled, because I've watched this kid grow up from this high-energy, just rambunctious toddler kid to an overachieving, pretty driven, hardworking college student-athlete. But maybe the most impressive trait about him of all is that he was the kind of kid that in high school, if his parents were out of town, he would get himself and his sister to church on Sunday. Now that should give us hope for the future, folks. Caden Barons, what is up, man? Not much, Bubba. I'm glad to be here. All right. Are you nervous? A little bit, to be (laughs) honest. Uh, It was my first time podcasting. You are the youngest guy on here so far. We're like you know, whatever, 10, 11 episodes in, uh, man, yeah, you're by far the youngest. So, so just give, give us a glimpse. I mean, obviously I know you pretty well, but give us just a glimpse of what, you know, a little bit about you and your life right now. Yeah, sure. Um, so right now I'm, uh, I'm 20 years old. I'm attending college at uh, Wartburg, um, in my second year, sophomore, I'm double majoring in uh, business administration and, uh, accounting show off double major 
Yeah, and um, also part of the football team. Uh, we've had two great seasons back-to-back since I've been there, so it's been really fun to be a part of that. Um, let's see here. I uh, grew up in Dunkerton, graduated in uh, 2020. Um, I was really big into sports. Um, that's kind of been like my whole life. Like, kind of grew up in the church, too. Um, been super involved in that. Um, uh, did pretty good at school, too. I really enjoyed high school and um, junior high and all that stuff. Um, pretty interested. Uh, I do a little bit of outdoor stuff. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily like a redneck by any means or okay. anything like that. Okay. But I, I dabble in uh, that kind of stuff and uh, just like um, hanging out with my friends and having a good time. Okay. Okay. Sounds like you're... Sounds like your typical kid, except I haven't heard about any DUIs or possession tickets or anything like that. So uh, usually when people say they enjoyed high school a lot, usually some of that trouble kind of kind of follows, at least in my day it did. But I didn't hear a whole lot about you getting in trouble. So uh, let's just kind of break that up a little bit. Let's go back to like, uh, you know, your younger years then. You said you grew up in Dunkerton and stuff like that. So um Tell me a little bit about, you know, when you were little, you got any memories or anything you can tell about your childhood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, so I've always like lived in Dunkerton. We used to live outside in the country, but we ended up uh, moving into town here and I'm still living in the same house. Yep. Yep. Um, just so that we'd be in town for, um, preschool. I moved there right before I like went into school basically. Um, gosh, the earliest memory i think i can remember is i think i was maybe like two years old and for some reason like this has been like so ingrained in my brain it's like the first thing i remember like in my entire life is like when my sister was born like the weirdest thing ever like i was like maybe two like i don't even know like barely walking (laughs) i just remember like uh my parents like my grandparents coming to the door and like i stayed with them and then i remember like going and seeing her after that and uh, for some reason like that's like the earliest thing i can uh, imagine my entire life and it's pretty much a blur until like i don't know like third grade when i randomly like regained consciousness again or something <laughs> um but yeah so we moved into town there um you know been going i've actually gone to uh preschool elementary junior high and high school all in the same building right yeah so that's been pretty nice uh i've been used to just like really small town um atmosphere which um Going to Warburg is pretty nice because that's uh that was kind of like an easy transition. Yeah, that's not too far from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, small class size, everything like that. Um, yeah, pretty much all the kids I've grown up with, with in school, like I know like them, their parents, like their grandparents, like everything like that. So um, that's the benefit of growing up in a small town, man. I moved up here when I was uh, thirteen, and we came from a big city, and yeah, that was like our junior high school was sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And it was the size of Dunkerton, which is K through 12. Uh, but there is there is a tremendous benefit of growing up in a small town. You People say, oh, you know everybody. Everybody knows everybody's business. Yeah, but coming from a kid's perspective, it's very stable. You make friends. Unless they move away, usually you stay friends. You kind of, you know, other families are invested in you. Like you're probably close with some of your friend's parents, and they look at you a certain way. And you wouldn't get that in the big city. You just, you wouldn't, so... Small town life is, uh, it's definitely got its benefits. So you, you reap some of those benefits for sure. Yeah, certainly. Like the best way to describe it is kind of just growing up in a bubble, like yeah. uh, super safe. Like, it's just like, I didn't have to deal with like having like move schools or like move houses. I'd yeah. say my whole life has been pretty like stable and like pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing I've, I'd say I've had a pretty easy life, uh, so far, which, um, I'm really, uh, 
appreciative of like my parents and stuff for giving me a good like childhood and everything. Sure, like that, sure, so. sure. Yeah, and you can really you can really thank me and Sarah's lack of wanting to excel and and be high income earners for you guys moving to to Dunkerton because I think we actually bid on your house that you moved into. Uh, I think the Lichties owned it. Yeah. Before you guys, we put an offer in on that house and they they didn't laugh at us, but they're like, no, we can't. And and somebody actually told us, I bet if you offer them this much, they'll take it. And we're like, well, that's like the max we can afford. So we offered them our max right away. And they, they're like, no. And I was like, well, whoever moves there, they're going to be rich, I guess. Oh. And then you guys move no way. In. Yeah. And that's okay. It all worked out. Uh, we like we like Fairbank. I got my Dunkerton stories and, and I got my Fairbank life now, I guess. But So, you know, let's go past elementary. Let's talk about... Um, or no, hang on. I got a note here in elementary. So yeah, when you guys moved to town or whatever, I can remember, you know, I mean, like I said, you were pretty, you were pretty rambunctious. Jalen was always, you know, kind of, she was kind of quiet when she was young and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, you guys were, you guys were, you know, one of the original few, like your parents were one of the few young adult couples that were there and we were all raising kids at the same time. You know, Peterson's, uh, Ryan was on the first episode. Uh, Ryan and Mary were one, me and Sarah were one, Kurt and Julie were one uh, and then Reardon's came um, I'm trying to think that was, that was, those were the big ones right and we were all raising kids at the same time uh, man those were those were the good days but I remember being involved in like Christmas programs and Easter programs and you were little and it was always nice to have you know kids I mean we made our kids be involved and stuff but sometimes you took on parts that like still live on today I've got a collection over there underneath that TV of like old home videos and stuff and some of those are church programs and you were I can't remember this one but it was always just King Harry head you kept saying King Harry head I mean I can't <laughs> remember how little you were but it was pretty pretty funny it's always good to see kids involved in church like that but Let's move on past that stuff. Let's talk about like junior high, high school, and I got—I definitely got a couple notes in here, but I'm gonna let you see. I'm gonna see if you cover these bases, and if you don't, I'll bring them up at the end. What was junior high, high school like for you? Uh, I can definitely say junior high is probably the most I've ever enjoyed school like my entire life. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a happy medium between like being like not serious enough that you could kind of like mess around and stuff, but yeah. like the sports were a little bit like like a step up, a little bit more serious with that. Um, Man, junior high sports, that was that was like prime days. Um <laughs> I just remember like that's back when like all your friends like go out. Like I know like when we got to high school, like a lot of my buddies like dropped out of sports and stuff like that. But like we used to have like pretty decent sized teams, especially like football. Like when I was in high school we never really had that many kids on the football team, but it was yeah nice to be able to play that with like a lot of my buddies and stuff. Um yeah, just super fun. I remember um just like all the memories we made like in study hall and stuff uh during junior high playing like PUBG mobile which is like a like it's like a video game we played on our phones and we just went like is that the one where you like wait you can't do that in study i'm thinking of the one where you like go places and you try and catch these pokemon eggs or something is that that game that's pokemon go okay that's not that yeah no um yeah junior high sports i'd say that's kind of really where i started like taking off in sports too that's when they kind of came a lot more fun i'd say like um things kind of like progressed a lot faster for me um did you know like by the time you got into junior high or did you figure it out in junior high that like you could excel in athletics football basketball baseball stuff like that or did you know going in yeah i'm kind of i'm a little higher level than most other kids 
I'd say in football, uh, definitely like third and fourth grade and like fifth and sixth grade, I, I was pretty good at that. But like things like basketball, uh, one thing I had never done uh, before junior high was track. Okay. So I had uh, our, bas- our basketball coach for junior high. He was this guy like still in college, I think, uh, uh, Coach Ridgeway. He was like 20, like one years old, like super young. Like we were okay. just like best friends with him. He was like one of the most fun coaches I've ever had. Like we loved him. And uh, he was also coaching track at the school so he convinced me to do it in junior high because like at first i was like why would i want to do a sport like just running that's yeah, like horrible yeah. and i ended up being like pretty good at it and I, honestly for a while it was probably my best sport um my eighth grade year i broke um three um conference junior high records okay for uh 100 200 and uh high jump no kidding yeah wow. yeah it was it was pretty sweet um and like football too like it was it was to the point where it wasn't like competitive enough so if you were just like a kind of like a raw athlete you could kind of just do whatever you wanted yeah yeah i think it was our last game in the year we played uh bosco and i, I want to say i had like eight touchdowns or something like that <laughs> like it was just it was just one after the other it was it was great but um, now jun- junior high you guys had to play eight man in junior high to be ready to play it in high school right mm-hmm. like okay yeah i think we played uh 11 man like maybe like our like third grade year or okay. something like that. And then we switched. That's when yeah, Duckerton switched. There's no man. point. Yeah, that's right. There's no point in playing any more 11 man in your youth sports because mm-hmm. you're not going to be playing it in high school. Yeah. I don't even remember like 11 man football back in third grade. Like I, I just barely have any remember um, like memories of it. Uh, funny enough, my first like tackle football game I ever played was in Warburg. Oh, really? Nashua Plainfield, I think it was. That yeah. was our first game ever. It was yeah, in Warburg, and now that's football. cool how they do special things like that. It gets kids excited. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, what about? Um, I got a couple things in here. It is every high school boy's dream to date a foreign exchange student. <laughs> so, how you got you got to clue me in on that? Tell me a little bit about her. Yeah. So, um, it was kind of like the weirdest thing ever. Like I didn't date through junior high i never had a girlfriend mm-hmm, in high mm-hmm. school um it just it really wasn't something i was super like focused on really like i just didn't um it's not something i put like a lot of like effort into or anything like that like obviously like i had like crushes and stuff like that but like but you weren't chasing the girls intentionally no not really and i kind of didn't really see a point of doing it until i could like even drive because then like like what am i gonna do like have my parents like drop me <laughs> off at like some girl's house or something <laughs> and, like, like so my wife just walks downstairs she takes pictures for the YouTube slideshow, and I guarantee you we're both thinking the same thing. I supposedly, when I was that age, I said, hey, you want to go on a date? My mom can take us. <laughs> so obviously I wasn't worried about that, but you apparently were much cooler than me. So Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, like I don't even know. Like, I didn't even, like, yeah, no, I just, it's just not something I ever took, like, very seriously or anything like that. My parents would, like, ask, like, oh, do you have a crush on and stuff like that. And I just remember it always, like, I was always kind of weird with it. I never, like, really wanted to tell them. Like, it was just weird for me. It I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Dude, I'm, I'm not a believer in casual dating. I don't, um, I mean, I just don't, I don't get it. What's, what's the point of having a boyfriend or girlfriend, uh, you know, just to have it, just so you're, so kids are tempted to do more physical stuff than you really shouldn't do. You know, we've kind of been honest with our kids from day mm-hmm. one. Like everything you do physically with somebody outside of marriage, you bring those images into your marriage one day. I know it's hard to think right now as a kid what it's going to be like when you're married, but somebody explained to me biblically why 
high schoolers should definitely have boyfriends and girlfriends. They, you know, they sh- they shouldn't. Dating should be intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's that's just if you want to do things the right way and set yourself up for a nice wholesome relationship with the intention of marriage, then get into that relationship. If that's not what it is, then what's your end goal? Just mm-hmm. to have somebody that maybe you're tempted to do things with and and you know just set yourself up for pain and heart. I I don't buy it. I don't think it's biblical. So not nothing wrong with not being interested in the girls at an early age. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Especially like with church too. Like that's always they're always like pretty big. Like I heard a lot of stuff like yeah, like not doing stuff before you're married and stuff like that. Yeah. And so like I just never like once I was old enough to like understand like that kind of stuff. I was like kind of old enough to understand that um, like casual dating really like was pretty pointless to me, and it's just I don't know. It's not it's it's not something I pursued ever. But um, so anyways, uh, getting on to how I met my current girlfriend now, um, it was actually at a youth group. Uh, she went to so she was a foreign exchange student. It was my junior year high school. She's also the same age, uh, junior. Okay. Um, it was her first year doing a foreign exchange. Uh, she's from Spain, and she was going to Independence. And so I started going to the youth group, uh, uh, JBF, Jessup Bio, Bio okay. Fellowship, and yeah, Jessup yeah. there the year before. And so I was coming back to do it the second year, and she had got connected to that because there's uh, some indie kids and some Jessup kids that go as well. Okay. And she had got connected uh, through one of her friends, another one of the foreign exchange students, whose I think a uh, host family was uh, involved in the church or something like that okay. somehow. So she got invited along like through all them. And I ended up uh, meeting her there. And I just remember um, I didn't even, like, notice, like, she was there really. Like, um, I'm, like there was some, like, foreign girls there, which um, that was kind of new to me because, like, I mean, small town Duncan, and, like, that's not something, like, we ever got. Yeah, that's out of the norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there was another girl from Spain, and there was one from – oh, sorry, there was three from Spain, actually, and one from Mexico. And I remember talking to a couple of them, like, whatever, like, casually. Nothing like I was trying to, like, hit on them or anything yeah, like yeah. that. And, um, like, so some of them were a little bit more outgoing, but, uh, my girlfriend kind of was like in the back. Um, I don't know, like almost like hiding from me. I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, I honestly, I didn't even really notice like she was there. Um, just kind of like, like kind of hid back almost. Okay. And, um, so I added a couple of the foreign, um, exchange girls on Snapchat and stuff. And like later in the night, like going home, my girlfriend adds me. And, like, I start talking to her, and she sends me like, a snap. And then I'm like, oh, I, okay, I kind of recognize her. Like, I remember seeing her there, but, like, she, she would, like, was, like, too scared to come up and talk to me, Oh, I guess. sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we get to talking and stuff, and she's like, like, what do you think of me or something like that? I'm like, I, I, I have no idea. Like, what are you talking about? Like, and she basically was like, yeah, I thought I was cute or whatever. So Wow, she's straightforward. Yeah. Okay. Which was crazy. Like, kind of crazy to me because that's not like someone else super used to like girls just coming up and like hitting on me like that so that's like what definitely one thing i noticed like although she was like shy she was also kind of like pretty like straightforward like right to it right away so i got talking to her and then like um things like progressed a little and i just remember like the first week we start like we started talking like she was like you know you're the kind of guy like i can imagine myself marrying and i was like whoa breaks whoa. Like, pause for the breaks on that <laughs> like what Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I've never really like uh, told this to anyone before, like felt this way before, but like, you're like basically said I was like, 
like a guy that husband could, material. Like, yeah, husband material. Nora, Nora, the visionary here. Yeah, I, wow. I honestly, I give all the credit to her for uh, sealing that. Like, I probably wouldn't have. I uh, had the gut. I don't know. Maybe not the guts, but like, I don't know if I would have like saw her out necessarily. But like, she yeah. just went and got that, and like something about that to me just like. I don't know. It was different. It was different from any experience I've had with the girl before. And she definitely like set herself apart okay. by that. And, you know, to all the ladies out there, you know, if you want something like that, go get it. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, you got. So here's the deal. Like you said, she was kind of shy or hiding in the, she wasn't like, she, she didn't come right after you. You said she was kind of like yeah. hiding in the background during the thing mm-hmm. but once you got on snapchat together then she was straightforward mm-hmm. and kind of didn't so that's hard for me to process because obviously my generation we grew up without all that stuff mm-hmm. I, I mean you you had to make a move you had to ask them to dance at a dance or you know the farthest away you could get was passing notes or get a friend to tell them something for you. And, and you know, and the, then the older you get, the more, like, it had to be in person kind of thing. Your guys' day and age, that that's cool. She, she couldn't, like, physically in person, you know, be that aggressive. But mm-hmm. she knew what she liked. And, and with the digital connection, she, she could. But, yeah, that's, that's a tough spot, man. Because, yeah, just the whole digital world and dating, I don't, I don't. I am so glad I'm married and settled down and I don't have to worry about it because I would struggle. Mm-hmm. I would struggle because I couldn't be like her. I couldn't just go after somebody like that. Um, so Nora, props to you. Good job, girl. Yeah, she did good with that. I can I can confidently say like I'm one for one right now. Like we've been dating three years. Like, I don't know, like Yeah, I'm I'm glad like I waited. Like I didn't like casually date or something like that. Like I'm glad I like waited until like I found someone I really like yeah, liked. Yeah. Because like I didn't have to waste my time going through like breakups and yep. all that like all that dumb stuff Dude, like, while I was yeah, young. It's and, bad. It's bad. And you chose the right one. You said there's three other girls from Spain there. Yeah. <laughs> and one from Mexico. What yeah. if you chose the wrong one? Uh, I'll definitely say she was the most attractive. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm glad that she liked me. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Then that girl from Mexico shows up in Dunkard in the next week or whatever with like you know some top tacos and authentic mexican food and just wins your heart over oh, no man. that would have been bad that would have no, been bad apparently one of the other spanish girls liked me and like she thought like i liked her too because i had her on snapchat <laughs> and my girlfriend was like uh i hate to break it to you back like, off we're basically married <laughs> <laughs> yeah you didn't see that party who was running the jessup youth group then do you remember uh ryan nesbitt and uh k oh gosh and i have a hard time pronouncing her last name it's like alfrink Okay. Yeah. So Nesbitt's had probably just moved to town because they haven't been here. They they went from De, from Dunkerton to Des Moines mm-hmm. and then now back to uh, Jessup. Mm-hmm. So that had to have been not too long after they got up there within a year or two. But Ryan Nesbitt, what kind of youth group are you? He's coming on in the very near future. What kind of youth group are you running? Match.com at <laughs> Jessup Youth Group, I guess. Yeah. All right, cool. You know, picking cool. girls up at church is so underrated. I'll tell you, like that's it's one of the best spots. Dude, that's I tell you, Kent Summerlot, another guy that goes to church with with me and Caden, he said that to me once and it was kind of weird at the time, but it's so true. Uh, you know, I don't know how many years ago it was. Uh, back when like Bridget, Hannah, somebody else was up there. I can't remember. I think maybe Jade was up there and they were singing or doing music or something and uh, Kent goes, he goes, where are all the boys? 
where are all the boys? Like, do they not understand? You've got these like <laughs> gorgeous women in church. Yep. Like, how, what is wrong with the boys today? Where are? How come they're not in here? Because I, you know, I guess that's what guys used to do is they would follow the girls to the church just to just to try and win them over or whatever. But yeah, that's you want a good woman, start going to church. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that's, that's our vote, sure. I guess. All right. Um. So how, yeah, let's talk sports a little bit in high school. Now, we're kind of connected. I kinda, I think I joked with Nora a little bit about this when uh, you first introduced me to her because you brought her to church pretty much any time she was here. She comes yep. to church with us. Uh, I think I said something stupid, you know, just trying <laughs> to be funny. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, he says, yeah, this is Bubba. And I'm like, yep, yep, Caden looks up to me. Uh, he wore number 40 in high school because I wore it kind of thing, even though I only wore it one year or whatever. Um but that's just, that's a whole nother story. But yeah, how much, like when you start talking records and things in junior high, track and all this stuff, I mean, you got any records on the wall for high school for that kind of stuff? Yeah, for football, I have a pretty decent amount, actually. A lot of them like uh, career, like rushing, um, like I think I have some all-purpose ones. Okay. Uh, I think for season, I have a couple season and career ones. Um, I think I have the game one too, game touchdowns. Okay. Um, a lot of uh, return stuff. I had a, I think in my career, I had like six um, kickoff return touchdowns or something like that. Wow. I think I had the most uh, in a season, most like uh, yards for that too or something like. Yeah. A lot of career like rushing, um, all-purpose and uh, like return yards. So they, so they have separate, obviously, right? Right, eight eight man records are all its own thing, and all the previous eleven yeah. man stuff kind of stayed put where it was at. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's cool. Eight man's fun. I, the people who still knock eight man, it's only three less guys, and it's like you still and you think, oh, it's it's that many less linemen. It's not the same. No, there's still kind of a you know, a scruffle at the line of scrimmage, and then it's just a faster, more you know, arena type football game it's Mm -hmm. it's you don't notice that much when you actually watch it the only thing you notice is the scores are a little higher the games you know there's more bigger plays maybe that that's it other than that you'd think it was still 11 man football it's it's Mm -hmm. really fun to watch it's i watched quite a few games i'd always try and come back at least to one game while you were in high school and and watch that i'd always ask your dad and be like hey give me this year give me one game what what's the game dunkerton looks like they're gonna pound somebody or something i'll try and come to that one but yeah the the whole records on the wall thing i don't think i've told this story before but sarah's brother my brother-in-law lance he uh he was really good uh man when he was in like i want to say seventh grade seventh grade he benched the second most in the entire high school Hmm. because they owned a gym his dad would make him go down and work out he was just a freak and uh he ended up having one game where uh, the coach was intentional. He's like, I'm going to get you a, a record. Uh, and he said it was because, you know, their mom died in high school. And he was like, man, that's just, that's the worst. I'm going to give this kid something to hang his hat on and all this. And so he just fed him the ball this entire game. And it was, he had the most carries, the most yard, rushing yards, and he caught one pass behind the line of scrimmage for like negative four yards. Oh. So he had like, whatever it was, 270 some rushing yards. Mm-hmm but 268 all-purpose yards. And so he had those three records. And I go up to school one day. It was after we had graduated, and I, I wanted to write down the exact numbers, and I was going to get them on a football for him and give it to him for Christmas or something like that. And Sam Hopley, 
saw me up there. He was a senior that year, I think. And uh, he saw me writing down the number and he's looking at that number and he goes, I think my dad got more rushing yards than that in a game. And I was like, I don't know, dude, that's a lot. 270 some yards. That's a lot. And sure enough, he brings in a newspaper clipping, and that's how you you would do it back then. If if you had newspaper proof that some you know you had a record, you could bump somebody off the list, and he did. He bumped him off the rushing list. Man. So now Lance has most carries and most all-purpose yards, but he does not have the most rushing yards. But man, eight man, I wish I wish we could have played it, but we didn't. So you got any more junior high high school stories, or else I'm just I'll end up taking over and start talking all kinds of old stuff. Um. Yeah, I'd say um, that's probably about it. I, yeah, I don't really have any like crazy stories or anything like that. I say I've lived a pretty like safe, like I don't know, I, I don't get in trouble very much, so I don't have any like crazy like dumb stories or anything like that to share. No, yeah, you didn't get in trouble, maybe that I didn't hear about, but you guys did some stuff. Who'd you run around with? Uh, my main friend group was uh like Jaden Reed, Jaden mm-hmm. Downs, like Preston Gillespie, Casey Gardner, Chase okay. Reeves, like guys like that. Uh, definitely were. And Jaden um, Reed. Is that Wartburg with you right now too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we're okay. actually roommates. So uh, I told yeah. a story. Yeah, okay, yeah, you guys are roommates. I told a story about his dad. We played together, and I even snapped him. I said, hey, just so you know, Josh, you're going to – I tell on this upcoming episode, I tell a little high school football story, one of his glory day moments, thinking he'd be like, oh, cool, yeah, let me check it out. You know, how do I find your podcast? And he just goes, thanks for the heads up. That's it. And I was like, yeah, Josh is, yeah, he's not much into reliving stuff or, you know, he doesn't need the accolades or anything, but it's a pretty cool story if anybody uh, goes back to listen to it. So I hope he does. Uh, Let's see. No, there's one thing you guys did, and I've brought it up a few different times. Tell me a little bit about the Pizza Ranch Gang. That was short-lived or if that was a long-term thing. Just tell me what that is. Yeah, that was, um, gosh, was that summer of my going into senior year, I think? Yeah, it was uh, something like that. We just started going to Pizza Ranch all the time, and we, it got, it got, like, weird, like, uh, we started, like, making rules and stuff. It got, like, very, like, rule-oriented and stuff at the end, but it was great, like, so we had like our little like Bible like Ten Commandments of okay. uh, the Pizza Ranch Gang, and it was the those same oh, Ollie Fetkeller. That's another one I okay. forgot to mention. Um, he was big in that too. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely one of my closer friends. Um, so yeah, how that worked is uh, one of the rules is we had uh we had to take Jaden Downs' grandma's Ford Explorer there. Okay, and we had uh, roll the windows uh, roll the windows down and play a uh, Fortunate Son on like max. Um, max volume pulling in the parking lot is that a popular song i never heard of it fortunate son uh ccr oh Creed- yeah. okay old old song okay yeah yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That, was, that was like the that was like our intro to the place <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah and gosh some of the rules are actually getting fuzzy i remember uh second plate has to be a salad every time no matter what second um, plate has to be a salad you yeah. don't start with a salad no first, okay first plate okay like, first plate's free for all second plate gotta be a salad I want to say you had to eat like a minimum of like four plates, three or four plates. Um, if you saw the cookie pizza up there, you had to bring the whole thing back for the table. You had to get like the whole thing. Oh, bring it wow. back For everyone. Um, pray before we eat. I think Ollie was our, Oliver Fettkeller was our like our ordained minister. He would, he would, he that. would say grace before you guys eat. Yep. Yeah. Um, leaving, we had to grab like a whole handful of mints, each one of us. Um, those ended up just get thrown around the car and scattered around. Then Jay's grandma would get mad at him because we won't clean them up. <laughs> oh man, high school's the best. Yeah, that's cool. It was good times. Good memories, man. So then, 
colleges come knocking. I mean, what, you probably turned down University of Iowa, Alabama. <laughs> not quite. Uh, no? Oh, no, man. No, Nick Saban was not on my contact list. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about college, how that all went. You know, I would have loved to have gotten a letter from a college or anything, but how did you, how'd you settle on Wartburg and make the decision to play college sports? Yeah, so funny enough, actually, all the first, like, my junior year and, like, going into senior year, all the college I looked at were for track. I was I was actually going to run track in high school. Um, so I ended up going to Warburg was the first one I went to, I believe. And then I also went to uh, Simpson, uh, UD, um, Co. And then uh, I think those were the only four okay. that I ended up visiting. And then um, – yeah, I was dead set on going for track. I had done, um, I did like over summer, did like um, a lot of the track clinics they put on at uh, Warburg there. So like okay. the coaches kind of knew me and stuff like that. Um, the big thing about Warburg is like when you're um, going there, like they want you to come back like as many times as possible because every time you revisit for like special days and stuff, they give you more um, like scholarships and stuff. Okay. So you come back for like a scholarship day. And it's like, okay, you come back on this day and tour. We'll give you $1,000 off every year. So it's $4,000. Huh. A um, couple of things like that. They're actually really good with like their financial aid, like giving you the opportunity to like get more um, by like just visiting and stuff. And so, I mean, it's effective because you end up going back like a lot of times. I, I probably, I probably visited Warburg probably close to like eight, nine times. Like I was there all the time for track and then later for football. And, um, yeah, I definitely, I liked, I liked Warburg a lot. I like UD too. Um, just cause like that campus is beautiful. Um, Dubuque's like a really cool town yeah, too. Yeah. Um, it'd be pretty, pretty sweet to live there. Um, and I ended up, I, I just decided on football. Um, Jaden Reed, he was going there for football too. Him and Jake Kennedy, who was already there, he graduated a year before me. Uh, and he was playing football there from Dunkerton. Okay. So I had two Dunkerton guys, and they just ended up convincing me to do football. And I, I already kind of had decided on Warburg, and I, th- I thought I was going to do track there. I mean, they're a great track program. Um, I was, I remember I was part of like the top like fifteen, like uh, recruits for track. Okay. They have like uh, they choose like I think it's fifteen girls and fifteen guys, or ten or fifteen something like that that like they like the most and like i was in that like i was uh, like i guess like what from what they told me like, i was pretty like highly recruited like, yeah, yeah track guy um because in high school I, mean, I was pretty decent i went i went to state track for 12 events over three years our our sophomore uh, season got canceled so oh. i didn't do that and then my uh senior season i only made it for uh, two events but like before that up to that point ju- uh junior and freshman year i'd made it most amount of events uh you can make it for um he really liked that was like from a small school and stuff like we didn't have like a turf i I mean a track yeah we were running like the hallways and like stuff like that and so um they're pretty excited about that and i I just decided last minute that i wanted to do football i mean they kind of convinced me and you couldn't do both like that wasn't an option i didn't want to okay i didn't want to commit to two sports i just i wanted to have a little bit of free time sure sure yeah, and so it was really, really a last-minute decision, but I'm honestly really glad that I did. Um, nothing against, like, track there, like the coaches right. or anything like that. It's a great program. One of the best in the country, actually, uh, for D3. But, um, yeah, I just changed my mind last minute. I uh, haven't really looked back, and I'm glad I did. Another thing about Warburg, too, is it was 
really like kind of homey and like comfortable there for me um that's the nice thing about like the small schools because yeah. like i graduated with like 32 people um all my classes i think my biggest class has been like maybe like 40 or something like that no kidding yeah. oh man i i know all my professors like pretty well i mean like my accounting fest professor if i see him in the hall he'll give me like a fist bump stuff like that like i'll like chat with them after class and stuff it's just it's a lot more personalized experience i feel yeah. like I learn a lot better that way too, instead of being just like a kind of statistic or like a dot in a giant crowd of people. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like? I mean, so, I mean, it, it was obviously easier. Like you said, it's a little bit smaller of a school, but what's it like living away from home on campus? Now you have that total freedom for the most part. Like your actions are totally up to you. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad are, you know, 40 minutes away, whatever it is, half hour away what how'd you handle that what how'd you adjust to living away from home yeah i'd say like it wasn't really even that huge of adjustment i think by the time like i was you know like ready to leave high school and stuff i, I feel like i was mature enough that I, I wasn't really like i've never really like gotten into trouble or like had to worry right. about like you know being like not knowing what to do with myself if I don't have any kind of authority or anything like that i feel like i've had a pretty stable life right so but mo- you hear these stories of kids you know, they're just fine at home. And then the second they go to college, they cut loose. They, you know what I mean? And there's a hundred million reasons why people say kids do that. You know, it's, they say, oh no, it was, it's the parents' fault. Or no, you know, they shielded the kids. And now, you know, we, that's a whole nother episode, but Mm -hmm. they just say, you know, kids get off to college and, and they could have been this perfectly well-behaved kid and they get to college and they're off partying and getting in trouble and getting knocked up or they're they they're coming home brainwashed they're saying all kinds of stuff that goes against you know the foundation the the worldview they had growing up and things like that and it's just like yeah that's something i wanted to definitely ask you about what was it like when you first and you realize you're you're on your own you got friends you got some people from home mm-hmm. and you're not too far from home but you are you're on your own and and what that was like cuz i i didn't experience that at all yeah I would say like, well, like they say like, um, like strict parents create like sneaky kids and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I wouldn't say like I was like sheltered to the point where like I was like that. Like I feel like my parents did a pretty good job raising me. Sure. So I, I mean, no, I it really wasn't like anything like, like crazy or anything to me. I have like a really good group of friends, like pretty good morals and stuff and yeah, like yeah. things like that. So they don't really get me into trouble or anything like that either. Um, I'd say just in general, like it's a pretty good culture there at Warburg. Um, it is like a Lutheran school or whatever, mm-hmm. but I mean, I've never, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say I've had any classes that are like, um, super like against like my morals and values or like okay. super like anti like God and stuff like okay. that. So you definitely get that at bigger schools. I feel like, yeah. um, it's, it's just different. Like I'd say everyone there, or at least all the people I hang out with are fairly like conservative, like Christian, like good really? values. Good. Yeah. Good. So it's, yeah, it's pretty safe. Like, yeah, it's not something I've really had a problem with or had to worry about at all. Okay. That's kind of what I was going to ask you about, you know, being a Christian in college, how how that's working for you. Because I know Pastor Dan, um, was he there? I mean, you probably don't remember. You were too little. But I bet you he was there when you guys first started coming. Yeah, I remember him. Okay. Uh, I remember he used to use Warburg as an example back then, how they, they would have this event. Uh, on campus and it was meant to be like a community event or whatever but it was all all religions you know meet together and we're gonna have this big event because all roads lead to heaven and i'm like "Mm, 
you probably don't got mm. a, Chris, a true Christian representative in that group because they're going to tell you, that, you know, John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. That's just, that sounds good. That sounds nice. People want to hear that. And, mm-hmm. you know, but that was 20 some years ago, probably. Um, and they're obviously not still doing that, hopefully. But it sounds nice, but that's just not the truth. You know, it's just, that's, that's not what the Bible says. That's not. A lot of people want to say nice things that make people feel good and safe, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's true or right. So, yeah, I always kind of worry about that. Um, so, yeah, I've asked Bridget about, you know, what's it like at UNI? What are your teachers like? And, and she's straight up. She was like, yeah, this teacher's kind of cool. This teacher is definitely makes no bones about it. Like, they let you know they are very liberal, very mm-hmm. against a Christian worldview. And, you know, you just you do your assignments and— Get your grade and 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 that's it. But if you ever get pushed into a corner, you have you have to decide. You gonna stand on your foundation or you gonna cave? And and it sounds like you don't have too much of a problem with that at Warburg. So um, the other one that I was kind of thinking about is like when I was when I, I'm not even gonna mention the place, but I had a job and one of the representatives, I think it was like a paper representative or something. Uh, he had played. He was a basically made it to the number two backup quarterback at Purdue. And he said to play at that level, like it owns you. It own like he could only do it for a few years or two years. And he had to just let go of football because he didn't see himself getting the starting job. And he just said, it's, it's so much work being a football player. It was so hard for him to be a student and just talking like with you and your mom at different times. That's not kind of the way Wartburg approaches it. Like they make sure that, you know, your classes come first. And if you're, if you're a bad student, you're not even going to be a football player kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you handle the schedule, you know, of being, being a football player that, you know, workouts, meetings, you know, even diet, stuff like that, you know, and being a college kid, you know, who probably most college kids would struggle with that much structure. How do how do you fit into that and handle that? Yeah, well, structure wise, honestly, like that's good for me. I, you like I actually that. really like structure. Yeah, and, like yeah, there you go. And rules and stuff. So um, I'm not really like uh, big into like um, being like super like free. Like, I, yeah, I, structure has like been the biggest part of my life. Again, like I said, like kind of live in a bubble. Like didn't have to deal with like moving or anything like that. Okay. I like to be kind of like a nice get like set schedule and everything like that. Um, it's not a tremendous um time um it doesn't consume that much time um i am only on like jv and stuff so i don't have to deal with like going like to away games on weekends and stuff like that varsity um they do uh they commit definitely a little bit more uh, as far as like their meetings are longer and stuff like that um during season basically this is how the schedule goes like we have like football camp that's that is a lot of like that's a lot of time you have like several meetings a day like practices over summer yeah so that's uh like beginning of august so that's like uh first like few weeks. And then like once you get into the season, they're really big on like grades first. Um our uh, offensive coordinator does like a lot of stuff like make sure everyone's like on track for grades. They do, uh for freshmen and uh people that are on like uh have like failed a class before or something like that. Um you have to do like study tables. Okay. Uh, yeah. Twice a week, I believe. I can't remember it's been a while. So they make sure you go and get your homework done. Um, also being a business student too, it's not, uh, like the most like 
like homework intensive major out there like one of my buddies is like mechanical engineer and like he's just like showing me the homework he has to do and it's like hours and hours and i'm just uh, like oh man you he's, picked the wrong major guy yeah <laughs> what are you doing he's taking classes i can't even like pronounce the title of it's like ah uh, yeah i can't even wow so um homework wise it's not like that bad um during season we practice mondays are off day and then tuesday wednesday thursday are um like the practice practices and then friday is just like a walkthrough okay uh, they kind of do plays and if it's a away game and you're on jv uh you don't even have, you uh don't even have to go to that and then saturday game day sunday um morning lift and then they have like meetings and stuff and then uh monday off so it's really not like a tremendous okay um, time uh time involvement there and then off season i actually really like off season a lot we just have uh morning liftings tuesday uh thursday and uh sunday okay. that's not really too bad so yeah have, that's not bad yeah i got monday wednesday friday saturday off and, and you work too i mean you worked yeah. at lumberyard in high school a lot i remember mm-hmm. so yeah it's uh I work on uh, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays, just three days a week this year. Uh, oh. Last year, I worked 32 hours a week. That was that was a little bit too much, honestly. With school? With school, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was it was a lot. Ouch. This year, I'm do, only doing 27, working three like full shifts. Like 2 to two to 11 is what I do at the Walmart in town there. Okay. Yeah. Doing so, what? The the loading of the groceries for people or what? Uh, stocking. So, yeah, like unload truck, then like go put stuff out on uh, shelves. And oh, everything. so not, not the people pushing the carts for the pickup people. Oh, no. That's... um. You're doing the step in front of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Somebody just asked me at work. They go, we don't see any stockers at Walmart anymore. We see people... Walmart employees constantly pulling stuff off the shelves for the pickup people, mm-hmm. but we don't see any stockers anymore. I'm like, well, there. Now I can go back to work Monday and say, yeah, no, Caden Barron's, he's a stalker. He unloads trucks, brings it out there. Okay. Yes, sir. Got that. Yeah, Waverly Walmart. Not bad. Not bad. Pretty good store. Yeah, pretty decent pay, too, compared to working on, like, camp campus. Like, you like, 10 bucks an hour, which, like, not, like, these days is, like, yeah, virtually dude, nothing. Pay is, pay is weird now. It mm-hmm. is really weird. Like, you used to ten dollars an hour when I was in college. That was good money. Yeah. That was good money. It's I don't know. We'll, we'll get into inflation at some point. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe not on this episode. I know I've got other irons in the fire. But yeah, that's that's crazy that people make as much money as they make right now. So all right, you got anything else that we missed in that kind of stuff? Uh, college? I mean, anything? You can go back. Anything before we get into your segments and. All that stuff. If you got anything that we went over too quick and you said, oh, yeah, I wanted to mention that, now would be the time. Um, I guess one more thing we can talk about college is um, some other things I'm involved in. Um, I just started going to FCA. That's another thing. That's oh, been yeah, there you go. Got, like, yeah, decent programs like that. My uh, freshman year, I also did like a men's uh, Bible study um, that was affiliated with like the SALT company it's like a it's that's in cedar falls it's like with oh and I yeah and yeah Wartburg. yeah yeah pastor ron told me about that mm-hmm. okay yeah i did that last year um i'm not doing that this year though um it's just um yeah, it's just not something i'm doing this year but um i'm also in a baldwin fellows leadership program and so um that's the thing they take uh they take two boys and two girls out of the freshman class are like going to be sophomores and they have to get like nominated by I think like teachers or something like that. And okay. then you do like a little interview process and then they select you for that. And so how that works is your sophomore year is kind of like your onboarding. 
and then we're gonna go to the uh, NCLS uh, National Character and Leadership Summit okay. in, uh, at the actually the Air Force base in um, Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Sweet. In February, so we're gonna go there like February twenty second, like twenty third, something like that, and we get to hear from like people on like the Space Force or like Olympian athletes and like CEOs of like like billion dollar companies and stuff, and like they get to talk about like leadership and stuff like that. No kidding. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So wow. that's something I'm really excited about. And then your junior year, you start like thinking about a project you want to do for like, your senior year, like a service project. And then you help like the seniors with their projects. And then your senior year, you'll like present and like do your project and stuff. So uh, one of the biggest ones they do um, every year is a uh, pack the backpack event. And they bring in just pallets and pallets and pallets full of food. And they like um, pack them into like bags and boxes and stuff and then ship them off to the... Um, uh, food bank okay and they do like tens of thousands of meals it's crazy wow it's a pretty big deal yeah so that's sweet i'm pretty excited about that um yeah see where that takes me i have to do a lot of thinking and praying about what i want uh, my project to be but um uh, whatever it is um i'm pretty excited about that nice nice good stuff good things to be a part of people say yeah college yeah it's just party time and you try and get out of there with a diploma well Caden Barron's just proved, no, there's plenty of good things to do. There's plenty of good groups to be, maybe not plenty, but there are good groups to be a part of if you're going to school. It doesn't just have to be party time. It really doesn't. So being a football player, are you or any of the players, do you guys have, uh, I mean, do you eat at school? Mm -hmm. You're on like the meal plan or whatever? Yeah. Being an athlete, do you have like a set diet that you or guidelines you try and stick to like some of the bigger Division One schools? Yeah, it used to be you had to do, um, we had to, like, fill out sheets and, like, use, like, uh, like nutrition apps to, like, look up what we're eating and then, like, calculate. We did, like, this calculation with, like, our body mass index and, like, height and weight and, like, what we wanted to weigh. Mm-hmm. That would, like, spit out a number of how many, like, calories you need to eat a day. Okay. Um, that's um, advanced into now it's just an app and it kind of does that stuff for you. And then uh, you have to, we take pictures of all of our meals and then, like, we write in, like, everything we ate and then there's like you look it up and it tells you like how many like calories like on average like that kind of item will be and you have to keep up with that and okay. like coaches will, like check your phone and stuff and you kind of got to make sure that you're on top of that otherwise well, yeah otherwise dude nutrition <clears throat> there's a reason guys your age and that like that the level of athleticism and in all athletes football everything has just skyrocketed and a big part of that's nutrition that stuff wasn't that big of a deal back in the day it was like nah, just protein that's mm-hmm. it now it's it, it's crazy so yeah i can get that i remember <clears throat> you know who robert gallery is don't you no actually Probably not. okay he uh he's from east buchanan um he's a he was a tight end in high school went to university of iowa and when he got there he was a tight end and you know, every good tight end should be able to block. And he was really good at blocking. And I can't remember if there was an injury or what, but they moved him to left tackle. And the first thing, so this is a rumor, but I'm assuming it's true. The first thing he said is, can I eat now? Because, <laughs> you know, tight ends are on a different meal plan than than the lineman. And Robert Gallery ended up his senior year, he was, uh, I can't remember what they call it, the whatever the award is for the best offensive lineman. Outback Trophy, maybe? I can't remember. Uh, Raiders took him number one in the draft. Wow. Left tackle. Uh, 
and within a year he was moved to right tackle. He couldn't couldn't quite get it, but ended up playing just about his whole career and with the Raiders and everything. And right there from East Buchanan High School, so he was a monster. But yeah, he's that was one of the things I remember hearing is like, yeah, they watch what you eat, but when you get to be a lineman. It's like, yeah. And he, I mean, he got gigantic. And in high school, he was just this, if anybody my age remembers, Robert Gallery. Yeah, he was tall, skinny. He was athletic. He was a good high jumper. And then he ends up turning into this 350-pound just mammoth of a man. So, yeah, I wouldn't have done very well with a with a meal plan in college. I was on the Hawkeye Community College diet, I guess. So that's the thing it's almost harder to gain weight than it is to cut weight like when you're at like a healthy like state because it's just hard to eat that much uh, oh yeah. yeah yeah i'm sure I'm, i've never tried because uh, i can put on weight but yeah i could imagine it is easier to lose weight than to gain weight if you've got that high metabolism and mm-hmm. your body wants to be at a natural weight me and peterson used to always talk about this like our bodies. Nat, if we're under 200, our bodies want to be at 200. It doesn't matter what we're eating. We will put on weight till we hit 200 and then it'll slow down Mm -hmm. drastically. You know, it's like, yeah. So, all right. So that's a good place to stop for part one with Caden Barron's. We're closing in on an hour and I'm going to turn over a new leaf here and I'm going to, I'm going to do some shorter episodes. So if you liked what you heard today or if you got some young people in your life or you got somebody maybe heading off to college or maybe you know somebody who's younger who uh, you know has a Christian worldview, but how do they handle that in high school or how are they going to handle that in college and you think uh, Caden's episode might be, um, might be encouraging to them, then share this podcast. Check us out on, on Facebook, on Instagram, you know, where you can listen to us, obviously, wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube all that good stuff. Um, check us out, follow us, rate us five, five stars, uh, leave some comments. Guys, I've only gotten like two emails from actual human beings. Okay. I need more emails. Send me some emails. You got a question for Caden. You got a question for past guests. You got a question for me. Uh, you got a topic you want me to cover. Send it to what is up podcast at gmail.com and, and I will read it on the air and I will give you credit. How about that? So, In the next episode with Caden, we're going to get into a segment. So we got some fun stuff lined up, some good deep thinking stuff. And when we get into his what is up topics, you do not want to miss that kind of stuff. But let me me tell you, the segments are going to be fun. We got at least one new one. We're going to put Gen Z against Gen X and millennials. We're going to see just how that all works. So be sure to tune in on the next episode and Caden will show you what is up.